This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Monday morning, everybody, and Happy New Year. I'm Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. Happy New Year. I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for January 3rd, episode 2841, brought to you today by Eagle Equine Products. Good morning, horse people. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. Hey, Jamie, I want to make you feel really old this first okay. this first show of the new year. We are going into the 12th calendar year we have been together. That's crazy. 12 years. <laughs> I love it when people ask, you know, say something about the podcast. So, oh, you have a podcast? Like, I just started it during quarantine. I'm like, yeah, yeah we've done, like, <laughs> you know, we're on our 12th year. What? <laughs> yeah, we did podcasts when po- people didn't know what podcasts were. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, welcome to the 12th year that we're doing this show, everybody. We're glad that you're here. We're going to, you know, we, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what we have planned for this year. We try and mix it up a little every year. For your benefit, but mostly for ours, because we've been doing this for 12 years. So <laughs> um, we like hanging out together, but we also like mixing up the the topics and subjects a bit and stuff. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, welcome to winter, those of you that had nice warm weather over the last couple of weeks and the holidays and got snowed on last night. So Oh my God, we had like a 50 degree difference from the 31st to the 1st. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> Everything is frozen and awful now, and I really... Re- realized December was such a gift like here in Oklahoma December was a lot of places actually gorgeous yeah, yeah. all over the, the the south the south and the midwest and all that was so nice and now it's like winter's here <laughs> when i looked at the radar yesterday your home state of uh your home state, especially around Atlanta, all of Georgia, was completely under tornado watch. I mean, the whole state was red. It was like, yep, it, weather's changing. It's going to drop. Well, there is one thing that uh, happens this time of year that I wanted to announce, and it's open to all listeners of Horse Radio Network, including Horses in the Morning. So if you're a listener, you can participate in this. It's the HRN Winter Ride Challenge. They do this every year. I think this is the fourth or fifth year they put this together. And it starts today, and it goes 12 weeks, ends March the 28th. You can use the standard challenge. They have that on the page. Uh, it's, you know, ride for so ma- or ride or train or do something with your horses for so many hours between now and March 28th. And there's, there's no prizes with this, and it's just a way to motivate each other. It's a very positive page. Um, they have their own Facebook page there. People post pictures. They give updates every week. And there's usually dozens and dozens of listeners that do it. It's mostly to support each other and your woes of having to ride in the winter uh, and also to kind of get you motivated to do it. It's a very positive upbeat group, so you don't have to worry about that. 
Uh, and you can kind of make up your own challenge. So if you don't like the one that's on the page, you make up your own challenge and post it. There's no, there's no rules. So, uh, I think typically they like you to work one horse and I've realized that I can't possibly No, actually this one. year you can work as many as you want. Oh, they well, all look count at that. toward the we ultimate all join. goal. Yep, yeah, they all count. Like if you have two horses or five horses, you can add them all together. They they don't care. There's no rules. There's no prizes. So it's uh, it's just a way of supporting and making sure everybody gets out there and rides. Because you know when it's cold and miserable, it's it's demotivating. Misery loves <laughs> yeah. company. Hello. Exactly. So go over. You can find that by just searching for HRN Winter Ride Challenge 2022. I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Tell us uh, about our one guest that's coming up today. Uh, Valerie Wetstein from Flying Rooster Farm in British Columbia, Canada, joins us to share the story of her missing driving horses. And this is something that like, we all... It's like our, everybody's worst nightmare, uh, but we want to give an kind of an update and highlight a little bit what she's going through. And if anybody is around that area, they will be made aware of it. Uh, Deanne from Horse Nation is coming on her first appearance of 2022. And our listeners, bless your heart, you still have so many equestrian first world problems. The new year did not make them all go away. So we will <laughs> talk about that coming up. Funny how that works. All right. Daily Winnie time. Do you know what? Uh, people still have birthdays this year, too. It's amazing. 2022, we have some auditors with birthdays. Ina Adams, uh, Katya Korsh, and Renee Kissel. Happy birthday to all of you. Also, welcome to some new auditors that came in over the last couple of weeks. Amy McEldry, Sarah Mello, and also increasing her pledge was Heather Keys. So we're having a goal this year. We're going to talk about with the end a little later about resolutions, how what Jamie and I feel, and longtime listeners will know how we feel about resolutions. But we do like goals, and we have a goal this year, and the goal is that we don't have one dry week with a new auditor coming on to Horse Radio Network. So if you've been putting it off and you've been thinking about becoming an auditor and being part of that cool group, last night we did a, a special auditor video or once a month, the auditor's going to get an inside look at uh, also our numbers and things like that. I went through that with them last night. Um, we talked about the the ride challenge. We we bring auditors on and you get to meet them. So if you want to do that, just go to Horse You're Radio. You're also eligible for special prizes, just so you know. Well, and there's also a new thing coming up uh, this month that we're going to start doing on the show that auditors are eligible for too. So head on over to horseradionetwork.com, scroll down the right-hand side of the page, click on the auditor banner, and for as little as $3 a month, you can help support the shows, the hosts, and also be part of the Cool Kids Club. <sighs> By the way, I'm sitting here <clears throat> in my winter riding breeches because they're really warm, and my heated vest, I'm still freezing uh, because <laughs> this morning... You know, it's so cold in the mornings here. I, when I woke up, it was a feels like negative two. You know, and you're like, oh, I'm going to throw Didn't hay. You, you still live in Arizona? You remember yeah, those days? I do. And my <laughs> husband currently right now, as he's an airline pilot, is in Arizona. And I'm like, suck it. Because this morning, now I have horses that are my own 
and they have access to a big pasture with a round bale, and so they don't need to get fed in the morning. But all the training horses that are here have their own individual paddocks because I don't want the training horses getting out with my horses because it would get hurt. Um, I tried to open gates yesterday, move stuff around. Everything is frozen. I couldn't do anything. It was annoying. I had to get like a hair dryer out to open a lock on our <laughs> shed. It was just just horrible. Oh, horrible I remember weekend. those days. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I've been dealing with. And so this morning I'm like, that's it. I'm just going to go throw hay and do the show and I'll deal with it because it's supposed to warm up today uh, to 48. So that's amazing. So I, I hear out my window the hooves thundering around and that is not normal. It's cold. They're just eating. They don't want to play. And I look out and I have a, a field with two training horses from horse and hound. And then I have a paddock that has the gypsy mare that is supposed to be leaving, I think this coming week. So she's almost done with all her training and she's standing in a paddock that is attached to, to the huge field, but there's a gate in between the two that's frozen. So you can't get out somehow that I forgot out. And I look out and I see a gypsy vanner out with all my thoroughbreds. And like Duke <laughs> is over the corner. My 28 year old, he's like, Oh my God, dang kids. You know? And like, all the horses are like trying to get her attention. I like to say her milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. She just, you know, she's just super cute and little and she's a boy. And there's all that <laughs> hair and you know, all the things. So I see that they're all galloping around I'm like, God dang it. I didn't want to do anything this morning. I just wanted coffee and I just wanted to sit in front of the window and like look outside and realize how lucky I am to have a house. You know, like that's all I wanted to do. Nope. <sighs> gotta go catch the damn pony who's out with the huge herd of horses and they're all galloping around. They all have blankets on. They're going to shred their blankets like a nightmare. <laughs> so I go out and I just spent the last like 45 minutes trying to get all the horses into their stalls. And I wasn't even going to feed them this early. I was just going to throw hay and go inside and drink coffee and put it outside. And my feet, my left foot right now, as I'm talking to you, is completely frozen. <laughs> I can't feel it. <laughs> and I have good clothes. It just I, I had to rush out so quickly that I just put my tennis shoes on. Terrible idea because there's still snow on the ground. So like my feet got wet. Terrible. Anyway, that is, I wanted to give a daily winning to that little heifer. <laughs> Mystery. Thanks. Is she going and, to find a new home soon? <laughs> Let's hope. She, she's owned by a human. So she's leaving. There was, she was supposed to leave on Sunday, but the weather did not allow that to happen. I think Saturday. And so she's still here until next weekend till her owner can come get her. So um, that is the drama that I am facing. I also was supposed to get another horse in training this week. I'm supposed to get a, uh, what is he, Irish draft two-year-old to be started because apparently he's such a monster to his owner that they're like, just train him. My, <laughs> my vet is her vet. And like, you need to do something with this horse because he's going to kill her. So I, I go and I get this, I'm supposed to get this horse and God love her. She calls me yesterday. She's like, I tested positive for COVID. <laughs> like, oh. Okay, well, I'll wait, a, I'll wait a week or two. I'll wait a week. Maybe <laughs> the weather will be a little nicer. Uh, <laughs> well, you have so. some other horses you just got before the break, too. I want to talk about those. We're going to get to those in a second because I want to, you've had a couple of weeks now to train those up. We'll find out what what's happening with those. First, I wanted a couple housekeeping things. Uh, we are going to be uh, you know, playing around with segments here a little bit on the show. Jamie and I are going to be talking about that after. Thanks to all of the auditors. Uh, we did a thread with suggestions and 
they all we had about a hundred ideas of different things we can do on the show. Some are are feasible for us to do, and some just we don't have the manpower to do it. So we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be talking about those things as we go along in the next couple of weeks. Um, also, really bad ads is here to stay. I know we actually had some people to say they don't like really bad ads, but that's why we do it last thing on a Friday. If you don't like really bad ads, you can tune out. But it is uh, we get twenty five percent more downloads on Fridays. So those that don't like really bad ads. Sorry, it's our most popular thing You're we do. A minority. Yeah, exactly. So we do have, we are going to be giving away prizes this week, about four hundred dollars worth. So get your ads into Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. She needs some because everybody apparently took the holidays off. So uh, you all get back to work and get your ads into Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com, and we'll give away the prizes on Friday, and you'll be eligible. So we do try and mix things up a little bit every year. Um, one of the things that we did have a request for many times, and I'm going to finally get around to doing it, is we're going to be adding timestamps to the show notes for every episode. Do you know what that is, Jamie? No, no okay. clue. So what it is, is in the show notes that you can scroll on your little podcast player and see all the notes about with the links and the guests and all that stuff. We're going to put timestamps in, which means like uh, we're going to put a time we'll have listed daily winnies start at this minute point. Guest started at this mini point or minute point. Uh, really bad ad starts at this point in the show, and you can then, if you want to go to a certain segment, you can skip ahead on your player and go right to I, that segment. I don't have to keep track of anything or write anything no, down no, or do any paperwork. Right? We're doing that. Uh, okay. So the nice part about that is when you have somebody you know that's been a guest. This is why we get this request. People one want to go back and listen to a segment again if it's a training segment or whatever, and it's hard to find in a show that's ninety minutes five days a week. So this way, you'll know you go to the show notes for that episode and you can go, oh, Jamie's doing the training segment at uh, at 19 minutes and 20 seconds. You go to 19 minutes, 20 seconds, you can hear it. If you're an auditor that listens to the post show, we'll also put that timestamp in so you'll know exactly when the post show starts. So this is something that a lot of podcasts are doing. Uh, I like it when podcasts I listen to do it. If I want to go back to a certain segment and listen to it again, I know exactly where to go. Um, so, you know, it takes a little bit more effort on our part, but we're going to be adding that. So you'll know that it's in there in the show notes. Uh, from now on, you can go find, uh, you can go find a timestamp if you want to go to a certain segment. Am I going to be hearing you going, hold on, wait, let me get my pen. Oh, I can't find a piece of paper. Nope. Uh, I already did it. I'm very, organized. You know, you're not. You're always, <laughs> see, here's the thing for those who haven't listened to the show. We come up with big ideas all the time. And then Glenn forgets about them. So we'll yeah, but if I after I announce them, I have to like do it. That this is, is one total that we have lie. to do. Actually, we're we're going to need to start doing this on all the shows. So uh, it's something that's definitely mm -hmm. coming to to the uh, podcast world. That's going to need to happen. There's actually a thing called chapter markers. I'm not going to get into those today, but it's kind of like a timestamp built right into your sound file. But that's a whole different topic for a different day. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it, you don't need to learn about that today, Jamie. You have enough things to learn about. <laughs> so speaking of learning, how about your horses you got in? Oh yeah, it's it's been an adventure. So i i got I got one horse. I got two horses about a month ago, maybe three and a half weeks ago. And one was this big, black, beautiful horse. Uh, and uh, she hands me the lead rope when I go to pick him up. And she's like, wow, this is at Horse and Hound Rescue. She goes, you're really going to like this one. 
And I'm like, oh, he's so pretty. And so I put him in the trailer. And then I, she hands me the leader up of the next one. She goes, you don't even have to be careful. And I was like, I don't hear that very often. So I'm, that means something, you know, like, you don't have to be careful with this one. So the big, black, beautiful one, he was here for about a week. And it was deemed that he was not sound. So he, I took him to the clinic and we did a bunch of stuff. And so he's back at the rescue resting. So then they sent me another one um, instead of that one. And so the ones that I have right now are Chow Baby, and he's the one that was supposed to be, you know, the difficult one. And then she gives me one that she's like, you're going to like this one. And his name is Speaker Van. And I get Speaker Van. That's a really dumb name. (laughs) That's a really dumb name. Oh, my God. So bad. So Chow Baby, great name. Nightmare Horse. Okay. Uh, his back is about six inches too short conformationally. So he's this big belly. And I think it's cause his back is so short. All his guts like down his back. I don't know. He's and it, then he's like knock kneed and he toes out and he's just a disaster of a horse. And he is the damn soundest thing I have ever seen, of course. And then the big black, beautiful one has like something wrong. In sight. You know, it's just so frustrating. So then speaker van comes and he's got a lump on his knee, but this horse is drop dead gorgeous so we've got speaker van and chow baby and chow baby has been with me almost a month and it's kind of a sad situation so he was i I actually messaged her and i'm like do you know who trained him and she's like no i have no idea i've never taken another horse from him because when they got him you know, they, they put him in a stall, then stall with an attached run, then stall with an attached paddock, and then they go into the field. And she actually told me that in when they first put him out in the field, they couldn't catch him for six months. Mm. Like, it, it just so abused and so wild. And so I have worked so hard with him to where, like, you again, you couldn't catch him. He was head shy. I mean, just just take off at any, you know, a sneeze. It was just so frustrating. And, um, I've worked with him now, let's see the, put my first ride on him. He'd been here about 10 days before I actually put my first ride on him. That's how challenging he was. Cause usually I ride him day one or day two. And, uh, it's, it's on the video and I didn't post the video on my training Facebook page. Uh, but I actually, my husband was with me and I get on the money belly. Um, and you know, two or three times just get on him on my belly and I can slide down and I finally throw my leg over him and he leads me out to the end and he unclips me and I'm, I'm on my own. And I actually said into the video, I go, okay, this is how I die. (laughs) So I was, but you're still here. (laughs) I was able to jump off. I didn't get a call. (laughs) No. And Chad was like, I don't want you riding that horse anymore. And I was like, it'll be okay. I can fix him. I can fix him. So like, then my friend Larissa is over because I can't do this horse alone. And so we, I can't even get on him, Glenn, to where it's (laughs) the second day. I can't even get on him. I'm like, okay. So I, I called Neldon. I'm like, I'm going to give him one more shot, just one more shot. And so Farm Boy is with me and Farm Boy is like this super calm, whatever. And so I ended up getting on Chow Baby and riding him around. By the way, at the rescue, they called him Ugg because he's really ugly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I get on and I'm able to ride him in the round pen and it went fine. So I'm like, okay, maybe we got through to him, you know? Yes, we did it. And then I ride him the next day and then I ride him the next day all in the round pen. 
And then we had a crazy, horrible, windy day, so we had a day off. And then the next day, I go to get him again. I've got him in the cross ties. I could pick all his feet. You couldn't touch his feet. You couldn't do anything to him. So the fact that he meets me at the gate, I can put the halter on him. I take him out. I put him in the cross ties, groom him, clean his feet, tack him up in the wash rack. is amazing. Then I take him out. And I'm like, you know what? It's too, kind of windy today. I'll just long line you in the arena. And I've long lined him a billion times at this point. I take him out to the arena. And it was like, Glenn was like, I'd never done anything. <laughs> Started <And> he, over. <laughs> I walk through the gate and he just takes off. And of course, uh, I've got long lines in my hand, you know, and, and he takes off and like the lines are dragging on the ground and he's running and galloping and bucking. And again, this is the weirdest, most crooked ass horse you've ever seen. And here he is, like the soundest thing in the world, running around, bucking, kicking all this. I finally get him yarded. I get him to where it 45 minutes later, I finally can get him to walk with the long lines. And again, I've long lined him probably 15 times. So I, you know, it's just one of those, like I called her, I'm like, dude, I just, I don't know, man. I'm like, I can't get through to him. He's been here a month and horses that are here a month are typically really easy after a month, you know, to do all the things. And I just said, you know, I think this one's just incredibly unpredictable. And, and she's like, okay, well, you know, I think probably the fact that he's so crooked and so all these things that are wrong with him, probably there's a lot of pain in there. And that is also what exacerbates his behavior. But also I realized that, and, and, and for those who have watched the episode of Heartland, you know what I'm talking about? I think somebody used electricity on him uh, to get him to run. This horse Mm. ran like 20 times and his, okay. So like every horse that runs in a race, they are assigned a number. They're like Bayer's, their speed number. How fast did they run? And like Kentucky Derby horses will run like 108. You know, that's like a Kentucky Derby Bayer's speed is that fast. And then most of the horses I get run in the 60s. 70s because that's the class that they're in and so they run that fast now child baby ran 17 or 18 races and i think over half of those his speed figure was zero (laughs) zero did he run the opposite direction i'm like did he not (laughs) go out of the gate like how does a horse get a zero multiple times and also who thought they should keep running this crooked like mess of a horse. So I, I, I would have realized is that you, anytime you clucked, he would like tuck his butt and just like, and you couldn't touch him behind the saddle. You know, you can reach your hand back there. You couldn't touch him on the neck when you were sitting on him. And so I just think that he had a lot of issues that went along with him and the training. So we, I'm going to take him back today. And, and she's like, okay, well, I'll just adopt him out as a, a companion horse. And I was like, oh, I don't even know if that's, <laughs> How about a a solo horse? (laughs) He's just, he's probably one. And this is what's so beautiful about horse and hound is that, you know, I'm like, he's not safe. He's probably not safe for a companion horse because when you are holding him, he just flat will freak out and take off, you know, and, and, and it's very dangerous. And uh, you don't don't know what's going to set him off, and he's just really an issue. And here's what's so good about horse and hound is they just take him back. And he just lives in a field, you know, so uh, it's not like I condemned him to death or something, but I did. Con- I'm just trying to save the next person who would potentially go, oh, my God, he's so cute because he's so ugly, you know, yeah. uh, so it's a mess. The other one, 
uh, speaker van, beautiful, drop dead gorgeous, walk track canner, popping over little cross rails, but he's got a weird lump on his knee. So as cool as he is, I can't predict the future with him. So because of the way his knee is and I don't have x-ray vision and I don't have unlimited funds to get things x-rayed. So he's going to go back and we've, we've set him up for like a flat a horse, a horse that can do, you know, dressage. And he's so beautiful that I think he'll be really good at that. And he's really calm. So speaker van is available for adoption. Chow baby. He's Not up for so adoption. Much. If you want to, <laughs> yeah. you know, solo horse in a field, but you don't touch. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, that's his best life. <laughs> Actually with a best friend, he would do better with a best friend. <laughs> you know what? I bet you that lump on the knee is. What? Ulcers. I bet you oh. it's ulcers. And <laughs> like, I bet like he you. He hyperextended his knee probably running. And so that's no, it's ulcers. It's always cartilage. ulcers. <laughs> so tell us what we can use to solve that lump on the knee this horse has. Oh, sure. Because that because the ulcers yeah. issue is that we were going with here. Yes, that's right. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh. terrible. I was, like, I was like, trying to do a perfect transition, and you just didn't follow along. Not a segue, because it's not ulcers <laughs> in the knee, but I'm going to go ahead and read the ad. MagnaGuard helps prevent ulcers. <laughs> in the knee or the stomach, either one. Issues, <laughs> gastric issues, giving your horse the happy tummy he deserves, or she deserves, thank you. MagnaGuard helps calm horses in two ways. First, magnesium is a natural calmer and it also helps keep the gut feeling great which allows horses to relax it contains important trace minerals and is all natural and can be fed continually without negative side effects customers report healthier shinier coats less colic healthier hooves and overall healthier horses there is a discount code hrn will get you 15 percent off your order your first order at eagleequine.com and all their products come with a money back guarantee so if you're not satisfied you can get your eagle equine products refund and so the website, again, is eagleequine.com. It's Monday. That means it's time for Horse Nation to stop by with some cleverly written horse stories. Or just some silly nonsense. Well, Happy New Year there, Deanne, from Horse Nation. Happy New Year to you guys. Thank you for joining us again. You've been doing this for a lot of years now. We really appreciate it. Deanne's going to continue joining us. She's going to come on with us twice a month now because apparently she has a life or something. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Those kids. I would like to also point out, uh, I would like Deanne to paint a picture of where she is. This is how dedicated she is. (laughs) I am in my feed room. Um, I was huddled up next to a space heater, but I'm having some computer issues, so the space heater off so that everyone can hear me. Um, I am leaning on an old broken chest cooler, which is where I keep some of my feed. Um, and, you know, yeah, I've, I've patched together a little studio in here <laughs> in between feeding horses. <laughs> and what's it, like 15 degrees? So uh, it's a little chill. Oh, we're in the, we're in the 20s, oh, okay. um, which, you know, is very seasonally appropriate. But the issue is it was 50-something on New Year's Day. So we've gone from complete mud to everything frozen, um, which makes somehow makes this like 23 degrees feel that much worse. Yep, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and like my thoroughbred mare came in and I have her tail braided, but I don't have it bagged. And I did that just to kind of like minimize the mud in it. 
Well, because it froze rapidly overnight, now she has ice balls at the end of her tail, which she normally never gets because she's a chestnut <laughs> mare and doesn't usually have that much hair, but that's how bad the mud has been. And as she was walking in, it was like clicking and wrapping around her legs, um, which, you know, my thoroughbred chestnut mare handled absolutely perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> so basically her tail has become a medieval weapon. Correct. <laughs> A torture device. <laughs> and part of me is like, well, that'll get you using your hind end. <laughs> One way or another, up or down. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to build some abs today. <laughs> so we wanted to talk to you. This, of course, is our first show of the year, and we've been doing this. Is now we're in our 12th calendar year of doing this show. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, and I think you've been on it for five, maybe, four or five uh, years. Yeah, I think I'm I'm newish enough. I think I'm probably closer to three, but you've had the nations on oh, since forever. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> since, since we started. So now, uh, Deanne, we always talk about resolutions the first uh, episode of the year. And basically, our feeling, and longtime listeners will know this, is Jamie and I kind of hate them because we we're not very good at following through on things, me especially. Um, and so we make resolutions and then don't do not do them. So, right. Jamie, if I remember right, you prefer to call them goals. You prefer to set goals on New Year's Day. I will set goals, although this year I – you know what? I've, I've taken the thought that if I set myself up for goals, I'm just going to limit myself, Glenn. Like I can't dream – <laughs> Oh, look at you. I know. I came out on, on January 1st because we had the temperature go from 65 to like negative 4. You know, like it was awful like in one day. And so I came out and I said, Chad, here's my New Year's goal. I said, I need to run to the store. And he's like, why? <laughs> I said, because I'm going to buy a lottery ticket. Because I'm going to have my heated indoor someday. And it needs to come sooner rather than later. So I'm going to the store to buy a Mega Millions a ticket. And he was like, Can oh, you have, no, imagine how much it would cost to heat an indoor in Oklahoma? Well, if I won the lottery, it would be okay. Okay. <laughs> so air conditioned too, by the way, for the summer months. See, I thought you were going to the store to buy large quantities of alcohol. That's what yeah, I thought he, your that's new resident. That's what resume. I think he was going to think too. And I'm like, no, I'm going to go. I see if I set. Goals, I'm just going to limit myself, Glenn. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm going to put that in the best of, uh, that's the line of the day right there. <laughs> do you do goals or resolutions or anything, Deanne, or are we all just getting too old? Is, I, that, is that a young person thing? too old thing. I think it's a, like, I don't know, just a cynical, jaded thing, But because I, I get grumpy with them, too. And here, part of the reason is I've never been a big New Year's resolution person anyway. And then when I started doing Horse Nation, you know, we, we would do, like, Horse Nation staff writers, you know, set their resolutions, which I actually refused to do this year because I think one of the last times I wrote one and actually meant it, it was, you know, of course, we tried to make it horse-related, and it was about, like, moving up a level in mounted shooting and competing more with my horse. And that was 2020, <laughs> um, <laughs> which was, you know, 2020. Plus, that was the year she fractured a leg. Plus, that was the year she severed an artery. So now I'm like, no, I will not <laughs> do it. Not jinxing nope. myself anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is ridiculous. So I do set goals, but I don't like to make them January 1st specific. You know, 
I think, I think it's important to set goals and all of the high end competitors are like, you have to set goals for yourself so that you, you know, can meet them and exceed them or whatever. And I, and a lot of people promote like writing them down. I'm more of a mental, here's my goal and here's how I'm going to work toward it. But it's not a January 1st thing. Again, the whole jinx. And I'm just too, I think, cynical for that. <laughs> I, I did set a minor one and I've, I've been good so far three days in. Um, I have vowed to unsubscribe from five email newsletters a day. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Is it, and it's achievable if you do it first thing in the morning, and I've been very good at it. I'm up to 15 now I've unsubscribed from. And amazingly, multiple ones that I've unsubscribed from keep coming. It's amazing how that works. <laughs> so, <laughs> Right, it's measurable, it's achievable. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and it lightens the load on your inbox. <laughs> there is some satisfaction to it. And my my rule has been kind of the same rule we have with clothing. So my rule has been if I haven't opened this newsletter that comes to me every day or once a week in a year, I'm probably never going to. So <laughs> then I unsubscribe from it, even though it's one I probably signed up for with good intentions. And still haven't opened, so that's how I'm doing it. That's my rule. And we have that rule with clothing, too. If we haven't worn it in a year or even looked at it in a year, it's probably not a piece of clothing we need. Right. Have you seen the trick where people turn their hangers backward, and then every time you wear it, you put them back in, right side in? Yeah, way I would never remember which way was supposed to be which way. See, that would be my problem. I'd look at the hangers and go, now, which way was the room? Oh, see, no, that's easy. You always, I always put them in with the hook facing the wall. Look at her organized closet, Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie's being very quiet. Do you even hang anything up or is it all just on the floor? See, here's the problem with my closet is that I have a basset hound who prefers to lay in there. And so she goes into the closet and climbs underneath my clothes and somehow pulls things off the hanger and then lays on them. So my (laughs) closet is actually a continual cycle of taking them to the washing machine because there's dog hair on them. And I will say that, that for me, the inherent flaw in the turning the hangers backwards system is that most of my clothes are not hanging clothes. Yeah. Like the clothes that are hanging in my closet are inherent the clothes I don't wear a lot. Yes. You know, they're the things I have saved for the twice a year when I have to look like I didn't just like stumble out of the barn. Right. And then we didn't have those in 2020. So let's close that for Do you have this system, Deanne? Um, So as a horse person, I've got clothes that I wear out to the barn. And I come back in the house and I put them in a pile, but they're not ready to be washed. They can right. be used just again. Get dirty again. <laughs> I know. So it's like I have this like continual rotating pile of dirty clothes on my floor that are dirty, but like not that dirty where I need to put them in the laundry. And so Chad's always like, what? he always cleans up. And I'm like, you took my outfit for today. <laughs> and he's like, it was on the floor in a pile. I'm like, I was going to wear that again. Stop cleaning up. <laughs> yes, I have a system. And I have like a three pile system of like, these are for the laundry. These are on their last legs. And these are like totally new. I've only worn them like two days. So there's like a continual pile. But you know what? I dress for mood and I dress for weather. So there's going to be a variety of things that are on the floor in piles. I always have this problem too. I like that you, 
Go ahead, have a system. I don't have a system so much as the pile of clothes that I'm too lazy to wash and I'm going to the barn anyway, so I might as well pick something up and wear <laughs> out of that it. pile. <laughs> out of that pile, it makes total sense. I always have this system too where I want to, if I want to throw a shirt away, let's say, I'll say, well, I don't want to throw it away clean. I'm just going to wear it one more time. But then when <laughs> I, by the time I've worn it and take it off, I've forgotten I was going to throw it away and it's back clean again. Oh, so well, right or like I won't donate dirty clothes. Right, I have to wash them, but then <laughs> right. that perpetuates the cycle because it's not the washing of the clothes; it's the folding of the clothes that is the issue. So now I'm like, now I've just got this mystery pile of washed clothes. Some of them should be donated. Some of them should be worn. You know, this makes know me so happy. You know why this makes me happy? Because I vowed one of my goals was for this show for this year that we were going to tackle the important topics. <laughs> Look at us accomplishing that already. Good job, guys. You know, I do. I laugh. I one thing that was I loved maybe the wrong word and my husband would be very mad if he heard me use that as the descriptor but one thing I remember appreciating how's that in the days following that house fire was that like we had no clothes we had like five outfits each max that my sister-in-law had like quickly gotten from Target and Walmart the day after the fire so that we would have something to wear um and it was amazing because that we just wore those like three or three to five things and like did a load of laundry a day and that was it. And it was, I was like, this is incredible. We should get rid of all of our clothes. We should only ever have (laughs) at most five things to wear. And then we got all of our stuff back. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're back to decisions again. Now I'm like, You know, one of the things that I listen to these hiking podcasts and the people that hike the Appalachian Trail, which is six months hiking every day. Yeah. One of the things they always say is they appreciate after after the pain goes away, you know, and uh, they get into the rhythm of things, they appreciate the simplicity. There's never any decisions to make. You get up, you're in the same clothes you wore yesterday and you hike. There's no decisions. It's Every one of them says that, that the thing they liked about being on the trail was the no decisions. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. This follows up with what you just said. By the way, Horse Nation does articles, not that we ever talk about them because we never get to them because we're covering important (laughs) things like this. Uh, So there are some articles over there in Horse Nation. Go check it out, (laughs) horsenation.com. You can go look at those there. We basically have Deanne on just to talk, to have somebody to talk to. So that's... To talk to about laundry. Laundry, yeah, important things. And then... Hard-hitting subjects I wonder if she gets off... I wonder if she gets off with us and goes, why did they even ask me to join them today? <laughs> she keeps coming back, though. No, you know, I need, a, I, need a, I need some time to discuss these things. <laughs> That's right. I, I agree. She's sitting alone in a cold, frozen feed room, Glenn. She needs friends. <laughs> Thank you, Deanne, for joining us. Deanne, uh, first and third Mondays of the month. Does that sound good to you? That sounds great. All right. Well, it's set up as a regular schedule. She's going to join us now twice a month because she has a life. So she has to go wash clothes. So. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Bye, Deanne. Bye. Have you ever wondered how to keep your horse sound and how to prevent future lameness issues? Have you had to deal with abscesses, stone bruises, laminitis, navicular, or soft tissue damage in the hoof capsule? Or maybe you're a farrier and you want to learn how top vets around the world diagnose and treat various hoof care issues. The Humble Hoof is a podcast for both owners and professionals discussing the health of the hoof and soundness of your horse. Check us out, published twice a month on Horse Radio Network. 
I'm pleased to welcome to the show another certified Monty Roberts instructor, unfortunately for not so happy reasons, but Volerie Wettstein, please, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Now, Volerie and I actually went through our advanced course together and became friends, and she's from Switzerland and moved to Canada with her family to start a guest ranch, correct? Correct. Tell everybody a little bit about Flying Rooster. Um, so Flying Rooster is actually where my horses went missing. <laughs> and Whetstone Guest Ranch is the guest ranch where I'm at. Um, we are a family-run business and we have currently 25 horses. There should be 27. Um, we have dogs, cats and goats and um it's yeah it's a lovely area here we have lots of lakes and nature and and people coming from all around the world to experience the ranch life and um also experience the way we work with horses you and I and it's great to to share that experience with everyone in the world and yeah that's pretty much sums it up in a couple words. So where is Whetstone Guest Ranch? Paint a picture of kind of the the topography or the area that you live in. Uh, Whetstone Guest Ranch is in Bridge Lake in BC, British Columbia, Canada. And we are, um, it's called the Interlakes here, actually. And we're surrounded by lakes and, and forests and crown land I guess you would call it and yeah it's just magical out here but unfortunately uh, on December 20th something happened talk a little bit about the 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 terrible thing that has happened at your ranch yes so um I got a phone call on it was December 19th um, I had two of my horses, Jack and Jill, they were at a friend's stable and we were going to offer sleigh rides from her property to the public. And on December 19th, I got a phone call saying that my horses aren't in the pasture with the other ones at her stable. And at first we saw, well, maybe they just went on a little adventure and they'd come back but we've been searching ever since and we can't find them and we're not sure if someone took them so if they're stolen or if they're lost out there somewhere between her ranch and maybe my ranch or yeah it's very terrifying not knowing where your babies are so was there any sort of like signs of entry like was a gate left open was a fence cut anything like that there was no gate left open no and the horses like my horses were in with eight other horses and they had hay and water there and there was one part of the fence where it was a little lower because we have lots of snow out here. But we could see tracks around there, but they, after, they just didn't continue. And with the snow, you should be able to see it clearly that 
they would lead somewhere and you could just follow them. And that was my hope that we could follow tracks and then just find them in the nearest meadow, seeing them eating grass or something. But we've been searching every day since um, on horseback and foot and skis and snowmobile. We even went up in the air with an airplane and we've had drones flying around and no luck. What is this wow. paddock an easy one for thieves to get to? Um, it would because you wouldn't even see fresh tracks if like a truck and trailer came up because it's um, farther up that road there's a resort and that resort is quite busy and there's mm. some permanent residents up there as well so they drive back and forth, and we know it must have happened sometime between December 18th, later afternoon, and um, December 19th in the morning. So it happened when it was dark, and nobody could see anything that um, was at the resort at that time. And Des- describe, describe Jack and Jill for us. So Jack is a gelding, um, and he is a fjord cross, and so is Jill, but Jill's a mare. Uh, they're both fjord crosses, nine years old. They're stocky horses, uh, right now very fluffy with their winter coat and and fat, which is good because it gets pretty cold here, and, and that helps them t- to keep warm. And Jack is a roan, um, so he's... Uh, has a lighter colored coat, and then his mane is actually kind of gray with black. And Jill, she's a dun, so very pretty mare uh, with her black and blonde mane. And yeah, they're both around 15 hands. And so what has been done to attempt to recover them? Um, I have called a lot of people, so auction yards, um, rescues because they have a lot of connections to everyone and um, brand inspectors because luckily both Jack and Jill are branded on their near shoulder so left shoulder they both have a diamond shape over a upside down E and so if anyone would bring them to an auction uh, they would recognize the brand or see the brand and investigate to make sure that the whoever brings them there are the owners. And um, I've talked to a bunch of news people, uh, radio, TV, newspapers. Um, I've talked to animal communicators as well. That's the most recent to see if they can pick up anything um, on where they are. Uh, I I feel like I've tried a lot or whatever I can. Sometimes I I get these random messages from strangers and they help me out, which is incredible. So I have a lot of people around here that are supporting me, even if they don't know me and giving me tips on who else I could contact. And yeah, so... A lot has been done since they went missing, but still no sign of them. And yeah. Now, um, one of the 
organizations that we've worked with a lot here on the show is Stolen Horse International, which is Net Posse. Have you been in touch with them? Yes. Yes, I have. Yep. And okay. they they have uh, both of them on their website and Facebook page. Wow. Wow. Well, Valerie, I'm so sorry this happened. This is just unbelievably heartbreaking. And here you are trying to do something for the holidays to the community, yeah. you know, and help out and give everybody sleigh rides and bring joy. And then this happens. Yeah, it is. It is heartbreaking. I, I just want them back and I miss them so much. And I hope wherever they are that they're, they're like healthy and getting food and water and, and that they're also just waiting to come back home to me. I think, um, I'm going to think positive. They're running with a group of elk. I don't know what a group of elk is called. Right. But I think they're hanging yeah. out with a group of elk, having a great time. They're partying up there in the mountains. The snow has come down, and they're just drinking ale. And uh, they're saying there was no way in hell I was going to pull those people around that town uh, at Christmas. And I <laughs> yeah, think they're going to come back now that that's over. <laughs> yeah. Oh. My, I'm not giving up hope, and I know they're out there somewhere, and I won't stop until I know where they are and they're back. And and my actually, that reminds me that my son, he's eight. Um, he said that probably Santa has them because two of his reindeer got sick, <laughs> and Aww. he chose Jack and Jill. There, it's perfect. Pull the sleigh, but <laughs> I thought that was pretty. Cute. I thought that's perfect. Oh, you know, COVID's yes. up there too, so yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Valerie, how can people get a hold of you? Learn more about the ranch, or get a hold of you if they know anything, see anything, or want to help. Yes. So um, they can get a hold of me, calling me if they see anything or need to talk to me right away. And my phone number is 250-706-9369. And they'll see updates on my Facebook page, Valerie Wettstein. Um, I update regularly just to let everyone know what I've been doing, if we saw any signs or if anything new has happened. And um, if they can also contact me through the ranch website. So if they just put in Whetstone Guest Ranch on Google, they'll find us. Fantastic, girl. Well, we'll talk to you again yeah. next time when they're they're found and happy and healthy. And uh, we wish yes, you the best of I luck. And so. we're sending our love. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Cut there. Good job. Thank you for doing that. I'm sorry it was not better circumstances. Oh yeah. Well, like you say, hopefully next time I can call and. You're like, yay, it was a happy yeah. reunion. I see that picture in my head over and over again. So just waiting for it to happen. Awesome. All right, all right. girl. Love Keep you in tons. touch, all right? Okay. Thanks, guys. All right. Take all care. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, we wish her the best of luck. And I'm thinking positive thoughts that the horses are going to be found. And boy, when I looked at where she lives, she's up there in Canada. <laughs> they probably have a lot of snow up there. So. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this is not uh, a bad thing that they're just out there and they're going to be found. Tomorrow, we have a special episode for you. What, what is one of the favorite movies we've talked about 
horse movies that we've talked about over the years here. It's always in the top three. It's one of my favorites that I've talked about. Which movie would that be? Seabiscuit. Exactly. So I listen to this podcast called Based on a True Story. And what it is, is a podcast that goes through and breaks down movies step by step and talks about what's true and what was fictional and what was Hollywood. Oh, cool. So he did one on Seabiscuit. And I mean, he goes an hour through this movie, basically scene by scene, talking about what was true, what wasn't true. And being that we don't have a first Tuesday of the month episode right now, we're working on getting one. uh, I asked him, could I play it tomorrow on the show? So if you're into Seabiscuit... And you want to hear what what was real in the movie and what wasn't? Then uh, listen to this. If you well, like, I'm disappointed though because like I love that movie and I know it's by scene by scene by scene by scene. I well, and you'll be disappointed in some of the scenes are not real. Um, so the gist of Seabiscuit's real because it was a true story, right? So they got the gist, but. It was a lot of uh, Hollywood license in that movie. But if you want to hear that, listen, if you want your fantasy to continue that that's just the way it was and it was all hunky-dory, then uh, don't listen to tomorrow's episode. Uh, And we also have on Thursday a brand new episode that's going to be coming to you once a month on the first Thursday of the month from Sidelines Magazine. They're hosting a brand new episode here on Horses in the Morning, and we're we're glad to welcome Sidelines because it's been a long time. We've had them, we used to have them on the show years ago so they're going to be doing their their and of course they're kind of centric to wellington and the upper levels of competitiveness so it'll be something different here on the show as well so and otherwise it's it's uh jamie and i monday wednesday and friday so thank you for that and we're going to be doing this next it's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems this ought to be good I'm sure it will be because you guys had plenty of time. Actually, I posted the equestrian, you know, looking for you to submit your equestrian first world problems on our Horses in the Morning Auditors Facebook page yesterday afternoon. And there's so many, Glenn, that I'm having to really pick and choose uh, which ones I use. Now, uh, if you want to submit equestrian first world problems and be a part of the show, how do they do that, Glenn? Just go to horseradionetwork.com, scroll down the right-hand side of the page, and click on the auditor banner to become an auditor. We're going to start with Amy's problem. And again, these are just, you know, it's like you need help. You need a cathartic release. And uh, so I want to tell you Amy's problem. Uh, and it was one of my problems as well. And to be honest, I was kind of disappointed in, in this situation in my house too. She says, not one of my Christmas presents, neighed, barked, or meowed at all. <laughs> None of mine clucked either. Clucked. I was kind of bummed. Carrie said, <laughs> this is like the epitome of equestrian first world problems. I was late to meet my friend Monica to ride because my massage ran long. <laughs> How does the massage run long? Usually they're kicking you out on the minute. <laughs> yeah, like... exactly. But you're like, yeah. I have 34 seconds yeah. left. Keep going. <laughs> Jessica says, I couldn't get my new Pivo video to video quite right. And after my ride, I realized there's like a little knob to secure the phone in place. And it totally fixed my issue. (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer is going to be, she got one for Christmas. So she just said yesterday, I need to get it hooked up. I'm just waiting for the tech questions to come. 
Well, yeah, you're going to get those. Mine is, well, I can't find my clicker. <laughs> like, there's a clicker that goes with it. Oh, there's a clicker with it? Like a remote? Yeah. Yeah, yeah some sort of tracking thing. I don't know. Um, Lilla says, our only tax store for 100 miles closed. And I bought a pretty purple turnout blanket for my pony, but he's too hairy to need a blanket. <laughs> Darn. Time to clip don't him. don't have a blanket. <laughs> yeah, start shaving him. Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin said, I had a dressage yesterday that made me so motivated, but now my core is too sore to work on all the things I learned. (laughs) (laughs) That means you were doing it right. (laughs) Carrie says, my husband and I both, she said, my husband and I are both positive, which means I'm assuming that means COVID positive. I think that's all it means anymore. Yes. You can't just be positive anymore. You have to be sick. You have to be COVID positive. My husband and I are both positive, and I was supposed to leave for Aiken with 15 horses on Tuesday. Ugh. Good Lord. <laughs> That's a big trailer. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte, and if you you know Charlotte, she's our dear friend and para-rider, and if anybody sees her, you can kick her in the shin, like, for real, because this is her first work problem, is I'm, ha- and again, Relay, recall my story I told this morning about everything being frozen, having these hair dryers to open locks. I am having the most incredible time in Wellington, and my horse is going so well, but it's so hot here. It was 88 degrees this afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think anybody's feeling sorry for Charlotte right now. Nope, Charlotte, we don't feel worried. Well Charlotte, you may be a para rider, but you're not getting any sympathy here. Nope. <laughs> uh, Ursina said, I made a New Year's resolution not to purchase a horse this year. And my husband is taking bets on how long this resolution holds. But I do believe this will sufficiently distract him from all my tax shopping. <laughs> That's your system. She learned from you. I'm so proud. Distract, distract, distract. <laughs> Can I can I tell you that there's an internet horse auction going on right now mm. that ends tomorrow and mm. I I bid. Oh <laughs> I'm no. Like, I can make so much money from this horse. Oh my god. Uh Christina said when I saw that Zeus is has his own clothing line, I rushed over to see what I could get. But now I can't decide because I want it all and now things are selling out. Damn it, Zeus. <laughs> Where's this Dude, I have the Is that on our page? The Zeus, yeah, it's on the HRN store. HRNstore.com, right? by the way, is where you go for that. Yeah, I have the bumper sticker and I have the hoodie. And by the way, I was, I have this, um, she's like 75 and she's a dressage rider that has kind of retired and, and she doesn't have horses anymore, but she's a judge and she just wants to spend some time around horses. So she comes over and hangs out at my place a couple of times a week. And uh, I was riding in front of her. She was behind me and I had my geld that sh- with the photo of duke uh i'm sorry the photo of zeus on it and she's like what is your shirt <laughs> she couldn't get her pretty little dressage brain wrapped around this kind of crass talk <laughs> um my husband got me a- oh emily this is so sad my husband got me a new Apple Watch for Christmas, but it's the smaller size than my old one, and now I can't use my cute horsey watch bands. Oh, send it back. What's wrong with him? That's why you bought the bands. <laughs> uh, Marie says, I bought a new horse, but now none of my tack fits it. 
shopping. <laughs> Lindsay says, I am not horse shopping yet, but Jamie keeps posting all of these wonderful thoroughbreds and I want one. <laughs> oh, you're not allowed to post anymore, apparently. You're causing uh, too much trouble. I know. I love it. Uh, April, this is April. Oh my gosh, April. Did you see what April Kamek did over Christmas? Oh, yes. And I also saw what Marie did. Same thing. Okay. April, she said, first of all, we're probably. And I'm pissed at both of them because I'm jealous. (laughs) I bought two horses over the Christmas holidays, but my current trailer is way too small for them. So now I need a new trailer and new tack. She bought two. She went to look at. She drove north. We need to get like her to on Wisconsin or something. I mean, she to, lives to in Texas. At, <laughs> yeah, to look at two draft horses, and she was going to get one. She said, "Want to have one to pull a car?" They they live on a working farm, and she loves to ride. And she liked them both, and bought them both. One mare and one geld. I'm like, what? Yeah, they're big draft what? horse, Pertron and something else. Yeah, Pertron and a Clydesdale. I think. Yeah. Good lord, girl. I mean, if you're going to do it. Do it. <laughs> and Marie, who lives in, one of our auditors who lives in Michigan, also fellow cruiser. See you in a month, Marie. Um, she uh, she just went out and got herself a Percheron. So two people with Percherons. So jealous. Oh, my God. They would look so cute next to your little tiny pony. <laughs> <laughs> Scooter and walk under them. <laughs> yep. Mary says, as she lives in Wyoming, she says, man, I need gloves in Wyoming, but it's so annoying to take them off and on to get the feed scoops out. So then I take them out and I've got these cool like wrist straps for my gloves. And then I scoop the grain and a portion always goes down the gloves and I can't get the grain out. It will not come out. Sucks. Like having a rock in your shoe. You just can't function. Oh, and then if the grain has too much molasses in it and it's winter, it's like a brick. You're taking a chisel. Like a little brick in your finger. A little yeah. frozen brick on your fingertip. Yeah. Oh, that sounds lovely. Uh, Charity says, I, uh, this is our last one. Charity says, I broke down and ordered the fancy new colored saddle pad that would be just perfect for my horse. And then he goes and cuts his leg, and it's going to be weeks before I can use my saddle pad. (laughs) We're not concerned about the cut. It's the fact they can't use the damn pad. Pad, right. (laughs) (laughs) Love you guys. Y'all are so awesome. Thank you for submitting these. Again, if you want to be a part of this, you just have to become an auditor. It's uh, horsesinthemorning.com. You can find it. All right, everybody, we'll see y'all. Hang on, auditors. We'll do a post-show here shortly, but we'll see y'all back here on Wednesday in that special episode about Seabiscuit tomorrow. Hey, Neuter Geld! Well, there we go. As you can see, auditors, we have changed the show, and we are covering serious cutting stuff here now. On Horses in the Morning. I'm so glad you went through all of those emails that you sent me over the holidays when you're supposed to be on vacation. And then this is the product that we bring. (laughs) This is what they wanted more of, apparently, is what I got out of uh, all those posts. Um, When I broke it down, they just wanted more of us being silly. Apparently, uh, you know, screw serious. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, I think that, you know, like my laundry situation, I'm sure I'm going to get messages from people that are like, I do the same thing. I yeah. do the exact same thing. I put the, I have a corner, and if I wore the jeans and they're not really dirty, why do I need to wash them again? Hey, guess who doesn't have the same system? <laughs> Ch- Chad? The military man I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably if it's worn for 10 minutes, it has to be washed. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's and, and do you know what he learned early on is that you do your own damn laundry.
Okay. Mm. If you want some shit washed, you better go. See, wash I'm it. pretty fortunate. I do the kitchen stuff and the dishes and stuff. Jennifer likes doing the laundry. She likes folding the laundry. She likes washing. It's her thing. Ew. So, and we got, now we did have to get a new washing machine here and we got one double the size. Boy, that is so nice. You get like two, what we used to do in one load, you know, now it's now two loads. So but then you have twice as many clothes to fold. Well, not only that, our dryer didn't grow in size. So we have to do two separate drying loads to accomplish the one load from the washer now. So now we got to buy a new dryer to match the washer. No, dude, you're in Florida. All you have to do is like have a line outside and mm. just like clip them up. Yeah, She'll we tr- love doing we that. tried that for about ten minutes, um, and the problem with that is it gets full of bugs, like cr- creepy crawly bugs and creatures. And then you're bringing them in the house, and that's not much fun. My mom used to have. We had a porch that was raised up into the backyard, and she had a big telephone pole at the other end of the backyard, and she had one of those clotheslines that you could roll. It rolled on on pulleys. Yeah, above the yard, and she used to hang the wash out there religiously. We had a dryer. I don't know that she ever used it in all those years. <laughs> she used to hang the clothes out. It was hanging up. So that's old school right there. Does anybody hang clothes out anymore? It makes oh. me think of that song, Get Suds in the Bucket and the Clothes <laughs> Hanging Out on the Line. <laughs> Deanne's right, though. We all have way too many clothes. If you all look at her closet, your mom is like 142. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We all have way too many clothes in our closets. If you look at the amount of clothes we actually wear, it's we all have favorite underwear. We all you have favorite bras. We all have favorite jeans. We all have favorite shirts, and we wear them all the time. And my mother-in-law for Christmas gave me like a really expensive, really nice sports bra, and I hate it. And I'm like, <laughs> what do I do? It's expensive. Okay, like, first okay, of all, who so buys expensive. another woman a bra? That's the first my, thing you learn in marriage class. A mother-in-law does. And by the way, she left a price tag on it. And I was like, how much did you charge it? Oh, my God. And so now I can't like get rid of it because it, it, it's a really expensive bra. But I put it on and I was like, this thing is really You're not even allowed to donate it. I mean, it's, it's... And I already took the price tag off, so nobody's going to believe me. You spent $68 on a bra? What? Like, I got a Target. <laughs> $12. Yeah, $12 is a lot. <laughs> I know. It's, I thought that was expensive. Thanks. I like, stepped it up. <laughs> Jennifer's the same way, by the way. <laughs> I don't know that she's ever spent $68 on a bra. Oh, my God. I was like, what? Why? It's a bra. <laughs> this is a bra, right? Like, Does it make my boobs grow? Does it is make it them ceramic look bigger? Like, yeah. <laughs> we watched the, what was the show? Uh, what was the show we watched the other day? Oh, it was an Agatha Christie BBC show. It was one of the new movies that's out. And it was set in the 1940s, I believe. And they were all wearing the bullet bras. I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. So pointy things. Oh, and it was so funny to see women walking around in these bullet bras. It was, well, Crooked House was the name of the movie. It was was a good movie, actually. Uh, But... And then that brought up another thing. The BBC movies and television shows, they have like 12 actors that act in all of them. They're, they're <laughs> all the hallmark. same. They, yeah, they're the same 12 actors on BBC. They're, they were all in Downton Abbey at one point. Uh, there were several of them from Downton Abbey in this movie, but they were wearing the bullet bras. And it just was funny to look at because they're bullet bras. And By the way, you would be appreciate the fact that I started Downton Abbey. 
I'm only about episode. 20 I mean, years too late. I made it past it. But see, the problem is I kept falling asleep in episode one. And I was like, that's it. I'm going to sit up and have a cup of coffee. Instead of wine. So you can't have wine. That, that's a problem. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm on episode four. So. You made it to episode four. I'm on episode four. But now Chad's gone. And we were watching it together. because Ch- he likes Is Chad hanging? That. Yeah, he likes it. He likes stuff like that. Like our favorite movie is Pride and Prejudice. You know, like. Oh, I, you like I, the period pieces then. Yeah, I do. I do, which is why I was weird that I didn't like this one. But then once that, like, um, remember, go back to the beginning. Once that, like, crippled butler got fired, I was like, that's it. I'm not watching the show anymore. And then, like, they <laughs> ran out to the thing and stopped the van and got and get out. I was like, yes, they'll come in. Oh, oh, you're going to. He has a lot more drama to come. <laughs> you're, and you're that <clears throat> bitch who, like, knocked him over in that scene where, like, the people were coming in. And then the weird, like, gay guy. I was like, this is. I got past the first one. <laughs> you got a lot more drama with him coming. And uh Yeah, I, I just there's like 19 million episodes that I haven't seen yet and I'm on episode 4. So let let me relive the excitement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's such a big cast in that show too. Usually, you know, TV shows don't have that large a cast where a lot of them have a lot of part in every episode. So it's 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 tough at the beginning to figure out the cast. Their new movie, by the way, for all the Downton Abbey fans, is coming out in February or March, I think. So I did gonna... see a new movie over the weekend. First what? of all, I saw Spider Man, which was well, awesome. and awesome, yeah, yeah. And then I saw Sing Two. I sing... tried Sing One, and you know I don't like singing movies, so I was done. I couldn't do it. Yeah. It's uh, it, parts of it were awesome. I, I, the I don't know if it's a spoiler alert or not. I kind of knew who it was because I'd seen the previews. But like Bono, is in it. And for those who don't know, I have been a I'm not currently in the last couple of years, but I've been a fan club member like my entire twenties uh, and most of my thirties of YouTube. And I've seen them in like fifteen different states. My brother has seen them in like twelve different countries. It's insane. So I'm a huge fan. And so Bono was in it. So of course I had to go and see and see it. And um it was very weird because he has an American accent in it and he's Irish. And it was <laughs> so I get it took me right out of it. I was like, wait a second. What? That's animated, right? That one? Yeah. 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 So he's 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 not it's actually not Bono. It's a lion. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Very. It was good. I mean, and, and, and you listen, we'll see that movie and you're just like, motherfucker, Scarlett Johansson is the most talented human on the face of the earth. Yeah. How do you get the looks and the talent all like that together? I mean, to be that fit and that attractive and then be able to sing like an angel. And the fact that she got to do a duet with Bono, I'm like, ah. <laughs> so we were leaving the, his, Lucas, after seeing Spider-Man, he's like, I think I have my first celebrity crush. Oh, really? I was like, really? And he's like, Zendaya. And I was like, yes, I, I get it. So we're leaving Sing 2 and he goes, mom, I have another celebrity crush. And I said, really? Who is it? He goes, Black Widow. <laughs> she doesn't have a name she's a black widow she's black widow i mean to him but she's you know scarlett johansson she's black Widow. we watched um the new oh. i did tell him by the way that i agree and i also have that same crush hawkeye <laughs> hawkeye did you watch hawkeye yeah. yet yes okay what'd you think i have a celebrity crush too and it's the sister it's black widow's sister whose name i can never remember uh, you, the blonde chick shows up again, and she was great. She is so good, 
at yeah. that role. And she was the best part of that Black Widow movie had a little left to be desired. Um, but she was the highlight of the movie for me, the sister. And obviously yeah. they're setting the sister up to take over, you know, so obviously that's happening. But I'm not disappointed in that. I think she's terrific. Her sense of humor, you just know, everything. It's so crazy how they're able to tie together so many things so many years apart. Like if you watch the very end of Black Widow, there's this part where she's like out there and she goes to, you know, Black Widow's grave. Spoiler alert, she died in Endgame. Yeah. Uh, where <laughs> yeah. you, she whistles and then like and then it comes back up in this show. You're just like, what the heck? I mean, that was the end credits yep. of Black Widow at the very end. And then it pops up in this, and you're just like, oh, my God, they've just planned a million years out. It's insane. And it's marketing genius because you have to watch everything that comes out or you're behind because they all tie yeah. together. Yeah. It is marketing genius when you think about it. It is it is genius. Okay, all- now that we've spoiled all the movies and TV <laughs> shows that have come out in the last 20 years, all right. Dude, cool. Go watch Hawkeye. It was good. Um, then the other one that we watched was the new Boba Fett one. Did you watch that? We haven't we haven't watched that. Oh, we started that one. I've seen the first episode. Yeah, the first episode was, eh, you know, it was like, okay, you know, I I just hope it gets better. That's right. It is the first episode. No, yeah. there's there's always a building. And did you know that that Boba Fett actor was the actual real actor who was Boba Fett in the movies in the 70s? I figured that out when we watched the behind the scenes. They have a behind the scenes episode on Disney Plus 2 for this, and that's where I figured that out. So, yeah, yeah. he was. That's pretty cool. So we'll see if it we'll see if that one builds. Uh, we'll see how that one goes. Uh, but anyway, it was fun to have a Star Wars thing back. Spoiler alert! You should have said that at the beginning. <laughs> yes. Anyway, well, we're I think spoil the fu- sync two. We're going to spoil the curve a couple first episodes of Down Abbey. We didn't we're talk at all spoil- about Spider Man. Uh, yes, but I'm not going to spoil that one because there's some spoilers in that. Have you seen it yet? No, we haven't seen it yet. Oh, Spider Man was never one of my favorites. It go, go see it. And we went and saw it in 4D. Holy shit. I thought I was going to puke. And you had to wear the glasses and everything? No, we did not do the 3D, okay. 4D. Just a 4D. Where, like, and it's so cute because like I'm sitting in the chairs and like you can feel things like punching you in the back. and like. Oh, you went to that around. theater. Yeah. Yeah, and the chairs go up and down and you're flying through the air and it was awesome. And then I look over at Lucas who's getting punched in the head <laughs> because he's not tall enough. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> But we loved it. Great mom you are. Yeah, I know. (laughs) All right, everybody, see ya.